Whatcom Dads Podcast. The podcast where three local dads share their parenting experience. It has been a long time. Long time. Too long. How many people saw this pop up in their feed and were like, I thought those guys quit? <laughs> Probably well, most everyone. I think so. Like, if you go four months without doing a podcast... Did, people move on to another podcast. Do you think Apple has kicked us off? I haven't even checked lately. Oh, there's a chance. It's well, been so long, I already showed up 40 minutes late. I forgot. <laughs> it's been so long. We, pretty soon, if we wait any longer, our kids are all going to be out of the house. Mark's already are out of the house. I've grabbed grandkids. I don't know if anyone knew that. <laughs> I think we could call an emergency podcast if you found out you're going to be a grandparent. So, I think, what are the chances that we're still doing a podcast when Mark finds out he's going to be a grandparent? Um, I would say we have a 4% chance. Oh, I say we got a 90% chance because the podcast is going to be once annually. <laughs> At this rate. Yeah. <laughs> At this rate, it's a quarterly podcast. Actually, it would be a kind of reinvigorating for Mark to join the podcast as a grandparent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing is, is by that time, your kids will be like in high school, and you're going to be like running even more ragged, maybe. And Did you say rejoin the podcast? Or are you kicking me off the podcast now? <laughs> rejuvenate. Or rejuvenate. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to need your support the most when my kids are in high school, right? That's the most difficult, oh, yeah. that's the most difficult parenting time. It's It's just... It's just different. It's just different. The kids are independent, which is great, but there just seems to be different challenges. Yeah, and there's different problems. Going a million and... miles an hour, just kids doing a million activities, and yeah, I don't know. And they're yeah. off on their own doing things. You don't know really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's different. You can't control them. That's for sure. Oh, you like can't. you can when they're eight. Well, define control. Um, go to bed. Well, you go to your room. I do. That's it. I mean, that's the funny thing. When you have an eight-year-old, you put the kids to bed, and then you've got a couple hours of yeah. peace and quiet, and then you go to bed. Right. And of course, you have teenagers. You They tuck you in. Yeah, you're in bed way before they are. <laughs> you have a junior in high school? Junior in high school and an eighth grader, yeah. How many hours average per sleep do you believe your junior is getting? I would say probably five or six hours. Five or six hours sleep. Yeah. And how about the eighth grader? Uh, probably the same. I mean, just last night, it was one in the morning, and we went to bed at 11, 10, 30, 11. It was a weeknight. Weeknight, one in the morning. Girls, go to bed, because they're giggling, they're doing whatever, doing nails. It's like a sleepover every night at your house. It, it, it's just like, and, and it's funny, because trying to get them to hang out and watch a show together or whatever, they're too tired. They can't help out around the house. And then all of a sudden, they have this like burst of energy mm-hmm. when we go to bed and i don't want to crush those great memories and all those fun things but it's like they're doing these things together though yeah they are doing things okay. together which so is that's really great which is better great. than most yeah that's so good to yeah. hear that they're friends and they want to hang out together and they're waking us up but i was yeah. gonna say please have your sister time between <laughs> business hours <Yeah. laughs> quiet hours begin at 10 p.m and then, of course, they wake up like zombies, and they're useless in the mornings because they stayed yeah. up too late anyway. Of course. Of course. Well in, well, in case we added listeners in the <laughs> hiatus, let's reintroduce ourselves and uh, tell, these, tell these listeners what, our, uh, what the ages of our kids are. So, uh, I am Nathan. I have three children who are now five, seven, and nine. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. That's amazing. When we started this thing a couple of years ago, they were younger. (laughs) (laughs) And so were we. And so were we. My name's Chris. I have an eighth grader and a junior in high school. Both of them are daughters, and it's pretty darn fun. And I am Mark, and I'm the old man of the group, because I have a 26-year-old daughter and a 23-year-old son. I can't believe that. Yeah, it's really weird. Does Allie have a boyfriend? She does. (gasps) How many years? They live together. Oh! Don't tell anybody. Breaking news. Don't tell anybody. That's a topic for another podcast. Well, I think they're just roommates. They moved across the country together. Well, they both want to live, and they needed to share expenses. That's a good idea. It's it's a it's a financial decision. Yeah, and they have a, they have a one bedroom place, but my daughter says they have bunk beds, so I think everything's fine. Absolutely. So what I thought we could do is, since it's been such a long time, there's a couple things that we covered early on in our episodes, and I keep finding myself thinking back to that and thinking, "Gosh, I had some thoughts on those things back then," and. Two years later, things have changed. Um, this shouldn't be rocket science, but like I'm realizing that the way you parent at these different stages can be really different. And things that I might have two years ago said, no way would I do that. Or that doesn't seem like it would work. All of a sudden, I'm coming around and opening up my eyes and trying some different things. He's not opening his eyes. He's now been suckered. Because one of those things I recall very vividly was that there is no way ever he would get a pet. Ever get a pet? Ever. I don't think I said ever. I said there are certain pets I wouldn't get. Within the last year, my children have started asking for a dog. Good for them. <clears throat> and their friends have dogs. Good for them. And dogs are cute, and dogs are fun. And so we probably, six to nine months ago, started to have a pet discussion uh, about what we could stomach <laughs> allowing into our <laughs> crazy house with the three kids. We did find a pet that we were able to rehome within the last couple of weeks and we are now the proud parents of Sheldon the tortoise. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. You rehomed a tortoise? We rehomed a tortoise. <laughs> I a t- when he texted, we got a pet, I thought fish, which I was going to make fun of you because a f- friends of mine told me fish are not real pets. They're just high-maintenance decor. Yes, they are. Right? Right. So I was going to make fun of you for that. And then when you came across – actually, we tried guessing, and it, it did. took us a little while. It did. <clears throat> Rehome is the term we use now instead of buying a pet because purchasing a pet in this climate <laughs> – is frowned upon. It's true. You don't you don't buy an animal. You, you can't you, buy you one. pay a rehoming fee. Yeah. So you bought this from someone who didn't want it anymore? Yes. Huh. I did them a service. And why, the pet a service. Why didn't they just give it to you if they didn't want it anymore? Because they had invested in the we we got the enclosure, the accessories, the <laughs> water dish, the heat lamp, the whole nine yards. They have accessories now, tortoises. And, you know, you have to fill the water dish every six weeks. (laughs) I hesitate to say this on the microphone, but I've been referring to a tortoise as the cactus of the pet world. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's pretty easy to take care of. Yeah. How how big is this enclosure that you purchased? Four feet by two feet. 
Huh. So it just takes like three or four days to get across. <laughs> <laughs> to go get a drink of water. <laughs> it's it's a good fit for our family because it sleeps a lot. Yeah, I bet it does. So in the enclosure, do you have like cedar chips and stuff? Or is it just like, what's the basis of this? Coconut husk. Interesting. Hmm. Do you have to change the coconut husk? Does it get soiled? You should change it from time to time. Okay. <laughs> it's on my list to go buy some coconut husk tomorrow. Does it have like a, a hamster wheel that it runs in? <laughs> <laughs> the tortoise does not run in a hamster wheel. It has some rocks to climb on. Oh, fun. Oh, what if it falls off and ends up on its back? That's never good. It's like you've heard of the upside down fish in the tank. Come downstairs and an upside down tortoise. That would not be good. The tortoise is not parkouring around the enclosure. It merely uses the rocks for a little change of pace and to uh, wear down its claws. It has claws. He places fetch with it in the street to wear down nails. The... I, well, I don't know what you call them. Wow. So when we had dogs, we would clip the dog's nails. You don't have it. You didn't get a clipper as part of the accessories from the rehoming fee. I have not become a tortoise clipper yet. Hey. Is this a? Oh, it's a male. Male tortoise. I. Don't believe that we have any confirmation. <laughs> it has been referred to as a he for the last two weeks. The prior owners did not know. Oh, my goodness. How did we get the name Sheldon? This won't surprise you. Uh, we made a bracket in our family, <laughs> and we voted for it. We had a round of eight and yes. voted down to Sheldon as the winner. You, you get the pun in Sheldon, right? I do. Okay. Yes. But what was the what was Sheldon up against in the final round? Sheldon was up against the name that it was used at the prior house. Because if you called the name, you would want the tortoise to get confused. Yeah, you, you wanted to come when you called, you called it. the name. Yes. And what Correct. was what was the name of the tortoise in the other house? Pokey. Pokey. <laughs> pokey. Does, does it have a pokey shell? No, it pokes its head in and out of its shell. Oh, pokey. Right. It could have been like Pokey Sheldon. Do you want to know my other name that I was hoping might win? Yes. Mr. T. Mr. T. That would be very clever. Right? I like that, Mr. T. Yeah, you talking about foo. It did not advance. Because <laughs> huh. then you'd have to get more accessories, gold chains and stuff. That's right. Get a neck. mohawk from the <laughs> shell. So, so far, I mean, the thumbs up on, on Sheldon? So far, thumbs up. So here was the deal. When we, dis- when we were talking about pets which we would be willing to bring into the home there were some stipulations as much as i talk about dogs and cats there are some allergy concerns in our family about those things so there was gerbil hamster discussion as well but here's the thing that i most feared about those was that it gets out and it goes somewhere and you can't find it yeah um the tortoise is so slow that you're not gonna lose it Unless you're gone for a weekend, and somehow the tortoise gets out of the coconut husk-infested area and crawls into something. Yes, although the coconut husk-infested enclosure yes. is three feet off the ground. Oh! So if he gets out of there, we got bigger lo- problems. losing him is the... Yeah, we got bigger <laughs> problems. There, there, is a, there is a lid, a wire mesh lid on the enclosure. Okay. Wow! So... Um, yeah, I mean, we're not messing around with Sheldon. So, Nathan, what's the um, what's the, the the life expectancy of of tortoises? They can live to be fifty to seventy five years old. 
So I'm thinking that when I'm guessing you have a will. I do. And I'm thinking maybe there'll be some revisions about who gets Sheldon when you are no longer of this earth. Is are you are you volunteering? No, I'm just curious if there's a plan. Uh the the plan is when the plan is this. Sheldon is going to have a long long life. Yes. He's already had one chapter in his life. We are going to be the second chapter. We don't predict that we are going to be the whole book. Ah, uh, fair enough. So uh, we'll see how it goes. So far, so good. Okay. The kids did forget to feed him today, but you know we're only two weeks in. So, <laughs> and the good news is, if you don't feed him, he doesn't bark and doesn't, bark. Uh, doesn't, yeah. doesn't make a lot of noise. So uh, it's incumbent upon me and my wife for a little while to reinforce the good habits of being a pet owner. Which, getting back to why we, how we started this, I came around to the idea of getting something more than a fish, in the hopes that it will teach some responsibility, huh? and you know, and to give them something to, you know, take ownership of, and to some extent they can play with it, and in the mm-hmm. warm weather it can go outside in the grass and things like that. So, yeah. I went from being like frowny face pet guy to. This will teach them some lessons, and I'll admit, I'm kind of a little attached to the guy already, um, but you know, you don't cuddle with a tortoise, no. but I did find myself, um, I think yesterday, just by myself, went down in the morning and said hello to him, and I was like, he doesn't <laughs> listen, he's not like a dog. Hello, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very proud of you, congratulations, but I'm still holding out for a furry friend for uh, the Dwyer family. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and we loved having dogs, but we're really glad we don't have one now. Yeah, you can just—you don't have to think about it. You can just go. We can just go Especially do whatever we want. We have, a, we have a cat that I don't care about. My wife does, <laughs> but it's great because cats are super easy. Yeah, but yeah. But having a dog was amazing. Loved it. Wouldn't change anything. But when the kids left and the dog was no longer with us, it was like we're good. Yeah, you closed the book. We did, and I'm not saying it'll never be opened again. But for right now, the way we're living our life, we're pretty happy not having a not having a dog. Yeah. So, advice to listeners: if considering getting a pet, how much of it is helpful for the kids on responsibility versus how much you end up doing the work that they tell you they're going to do when they're asking you to get the pet? (laughs) I got well. Here's the funny thing: we we told the girls that if we were going to get dogs. They were responsible for poo cleanup, poo patrol, and feeding the dogs. And I bet you they do 90% of it. I mean, when I'm ready to go to bed at night, I'm ready to go to bed. And I just say, girls, um, don't forget about the dogs. And, of course, they roll their eyes. They grunt. They sigh. They moan. But I'm getting in bed while they're taking the dogs out before. Yeah. You know, so they, they've – it's it's been a great uh, – a great lesson in responsibility for the kids, without a doubt. We've certainly told them on the days that they've missed, you know, when the dogs have peed in the house or whatever, the kids are responsible. That's the consequence of forgetting. And we've told them, you know, the dogs are trained not to pee or poo in the house. And if they do, that means they're really uncomfortable, you know. And so it's a, it's a great lesson for them, for sure. So it's worked well. I've heard other parents say it just becomes a chore for the parent and they lose all joy of having the pet because the child's <laughs> – 
doesn't participate. We've stuck to our guns in that it is the kid's responsibility. I think that's key. So would you agree or disagree with Chris that the lessons it teaches your kids outweighs the maybe additional <coughs> hassle or the point where they kind of give up and stop participating? Oh, our kids were terrible responsibility with the dog. <laughs> I mean, they, we, we they totally blew it. They did 10% of the stuff. We did 90% of the stuff. But again, we were dog people growing up, so we didn't mind because we loved the dog, and yeah. I didn't mind doing all the stuff. It gave me something to do. Yeah, yeah. So, but we didn't. It did not teach responsibility. I don't believe to our kids about taking care of anything. Yet, also the emotional benefit of having a dog. Mm-hmm. For I mean, dogs know when you oh my are gosh. sad. Yeah. They know when you need. Like I mean, it's amazing for all of us. When we sit on that couch, if we've had a tough day, the dog just one of the dogs will come on up and lay next to you all day. If we're sick, we'll right. lay next to us all day. All day. Well, and I, so I say that, um, and Chris, you're absolutely right, and that's the, the beauty about dogs versus cats, in in my opinion. And I say that it, our pets never taught the kids responsibility, but now Ben rehomed a cat. Huh? Pretty good, huh? <laughs> and he loves that cat, and he lives alone, and it gives him a buddy. In fact, it even made some. Um, tournament predictions today. Oh, you're kidding me. The cat I, did. I saw the TikTok. You shared it with yes. me. Yes. <laughs> and so Ben spent many hours last night, I believe, with Gibby, his cat, picking the, the NCAA men's basketball short tournament. for Kurt Gibson? From Detroit. No, had nothing to do with it. Huh. I know. That's what I said. You named it after Kurt Gibson. No. It worked. I know. Dodger fan, Detroit. Live in Detroit. Yeah. I know. Would have made yeah. perfect sense, but no. Huh. So is the this is a Detroit cat? It's like got some street cred. Oh yeah, it's tough, man. Okay. It is tough. Just want to make sure when it moves back to Ferndale, look out, other cats. Yeah, the oh, new sheriff in gonna town. Be, it's gonna be bad. Well, the the other thing that I think has changed, which we talked about on our earlier episode, is at least for me, where my kids are at is traveling with kids, and. It's amazing in two years how much that can be different because we have now, as my wife says, leveled up in many, many ways. No diapers, no strollers. Kids can dress themselves. Kids can listen to a podcast by themselves. And so traveling has gotten 50, 75% easier, even with three kids. For you parents out there of younger kids, um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It does get easier. It gets yeah. exponentially yeah. easier. Yeah. Um, but on the topic of travel, one of us at this table had a very, very, very <laughs> difficult <laughs> traveling experience within the last couple of months. And so, uh, Chris, tell us a kind of short version of how your post-holiday plans got significantly altered, but with maybe a little emphasis on how your kids handled it. Yeah. So for Christmas, their gift was that uh, we would go to New York and D.C. for eight days. Had a magical trip. It was fantastic. And um, our flight home was to leave on the 22nd of December. And the flight got canceled due to crew problems, shortage of crew members. So they rerouted us. Instead of going to Vancouver through Calgary, we ended up going to Seattle through Minneapolis. And I thought, you know what? That's great. 
get us out of New York. We're in a different time zone. That works fantastic. And I knew that there was this ice storm also coming to the Northwest. And so we landed in Minneapolis. It was minus 35 wind chill, which I had not felt before. <laughs> and um, our flight got canceled. And we had to stay the night in the airport until the ticket counter opened up that next morning. And uh, immediately we found out there was going to be an, there was an eight-hour hold time um, on the customer service phone lines. And so I just went to the ticket counter and the earliest flight they could get us out was three days later. We waited three days, had a blast at Mall of America, made the most of it with the kids. And um, to interrupt, these three days included Christmas Day. Yeah, we spent Christmas Day in the lobby of the hotel. We had purchased some things for them to have at home, which we obviously weren't home. So they woke up, there was a Christmas tree in the lobby of the hotel, and there was a present waiting for them when they woke up. And we called it our living room, the lobby of the hotel, we called the living room. Staff was great. Um, big fan of Element by Weston. That was a great hotel. Um, and so we spent Christmas there. And then uh, three days later, that flight got canceled. So they're I'm noticing a pattern. Yep. They uh, so it was the 26th they canceled on us. Um, then again, uh, they booked us three days later. After that, that was the earliest they could get us out. So now we were looking at a week in Minneapolis. And finally, I noticed rental cars, which were not previously available, were becoming available. And so I uh, booked a rental car just in case. They booked us for the 29th. We go to the airport on the 29th. Alaska had booked us on Delta. We go to the counter at Delta, and Delta says to us, yeah, you're not on this flight. We don't have you booked at all. And uh, I had a printed itinerary from Alaska. I showed Delta, and they said that's an Alaska problem because you do not have a ticket on this flight. So we go back to Alaska. They apologized, said they messed up. The earliest they could get us out again would be the first which would have absolutely broke us. It was hard. At that point, we had made absolute lemonade out of lemons. We were very fortunate to be next to Mall of America. We did the roller coasters. We did the, the aquarium in there. It was a great place to have to be. Um, but there was a point where we just we were all very frustrated and sad. There were tears. Um, and so we decided, heck with it, let's drive. So we drove... 17 straight hours from Minneapolis to Missoula and then stayed with some friends and got up the next morning and drove the nine hours from Missoula to Bellingham. And, you know, in all of that, the lessons that we learned, one is the kids after we got home were much closer. Um, you know, there's that shared trauma, the shared adversity that you go through. Uh, and that was a good thing. No parent wants their kids to go through adversity, but if this is the adversity to go through, we were, as we kept saying to the kids, we're safe, we're warm, we're together. Um, and so that was great. Uh, and then there were really amazing moments of grace along the way. People we met, uh, there was a family we met who were uh, staying in the hotel to visit their son. Um, and so they were staying in the hotel and guy walked up to us and said, I have a vehicle because we didn't have a vehicle. So I was Ubering to and from the airport. I was Ubering everywhere and we were eating out every meal and that was adding up and this guy just said i have a truck Dude, can i take you to the grocery store can we can i so anyway he took the girls to the grocery store when i had to go back to the airport try to figure out how to book another flight um 
when we got back into Bellingham, our car was still in Vancouver because we had stayed the night in Vancouver. <laughs> and uh, so we had some friends in Bellingham who drove up to Vancouver and got our car for us. Uh, they went into our house and got a car key. So there were just so – and when we also arrived, we had a, a friend of ours um, had delivered a hot meal that was waiting for us right when we pulled up. So there were just all of those things that were really just such um, heartwarming, thoughtful – meaningful moments that uh, are forever going to be memorable. And it's funny because now when people ask us about this trip, the first thing the girls say, they don't talk about DC, which was magical. They don't talk about New York and the two Broadway shows they went to and all these amazing things we did in New York. The first thing they talk about is how crazy our experience was trying to get home from New York and DC. And it will forever be an incredible experience because of it. And they were at the right age for this to happen, right? Yeah. If they were nine, seven, and five, oh. it's a different thing, right? Yeah. And Amy and I, when we would go to the airport to talk to the ticket counter to try to figure things out, and they would tell me the next flight is available in three days, right when I was ready to get to lose it. Um, although I, you know, I was a test in patients, and these poor people who are working customer service, huh. it's not their fault. So I was always very kind, and. Internally, when I was about to lose it, I would look at a family with an infant or a three and five year old, and I'm thinking, my kids are still asleep. You know, Amy <laughs> and I went on a walk today and left the kids asleep. Or we would have Amy and I would get up in the morning, go for a little walk in 15 degree weather because it had warmed up to 15 degrees, and then sit down and have coffee in the lobby and just kind of talk about what we were going to do for the day because we had the luxury with older kids to be able to do that. It was. Heartbreaking to follow your journey as these various developments occurred, but I'm happy to hear you talk about it now a few months later, reflecting on it with a lot of positivity and not, you know, negativity about how it really messed up your holiday. Yeah, thank you. But then as we were there over the long term, Amy and I had a conversation in one of our morning coffees about how it was time to really be honest with the kids that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be disappointed. Um, and it allowed them to really feel those emotions and let that out instead of kind of hold it in and sort of fake it with us. Um, and I think that was really important to be able to do that. So, Welcome home. And we made it home. <laughs> and so guess where we're going for spring break? Don't even tell them. Nowhere. The girls don't want to go <laughs> anywhere. They just want to be home. So. That's fantastic. Good for you guys. Yeah, thank you. Mark, any follow-up thoughts on travel? I mean, as it changed over the years for your kids? I just think if you have the opportunity to travel with kids, it's a great thing to do because it really builds a lifetime of curiosity for your kids. And we've seen it in our kids who now live in two very different places from where they grew up. But they both have had adventures overseas, and um, that, I think, really sprung from their comfort in traveling when they were little kids, yeah. and that it wasn't a scary thing to do, and they, it felt good. And so, um, if you're able to do it when they're young, I think you got to do it, even if it's just overnight trips. Yeah. Just to learn how to pack a bag, to learn it's okay to sleep in a different bed to figure out what a train and a bus and a plane is. Yeah. It's just it's just good stuff to do because mm -hmm. it builds a lifetime of uh of adventures for your for your young kids. Yeah. And it teaches the kids that the world is a big and wonderful place. Yeah. 
you know, and not to, to just let them know that there's more than just the town they're living in. Yep, for sure. Well, it has been several months since we've been together. Um, tortoises and canceled flights only being a few of the things we've experienced, but I'm glad that we're continuing to parent kind of deliberately and learning along the way from these experiences. Right on. Your life can change in an instant. Car accidents impact all aspects of your life and lead to pain and suffering medical bills, and time missed from work. Robinson & Cole, attorneys in Bellingham, can help. They have represented thousands of clients since 1979. They also handle other types of injury claims, including workers' compensation. Consultations are always free and are available in Spanish. Robinson & Cole, when you need us, we will be here. Well, three months might have gone past, but... We still have time to play a little game. Yeah. Excellent. It's March Madness. As we began recording this, the final day one March Madness games were being completed. So I thought, well, I better integrate some sort of March Madness game. So this game is called College Nickname, Currently in March Madness or Not. (laughs) Excellent. I'm going to give you a college nickname. You're going to tell me whether it's in the tournament or not. Bonus points if you can tell me what school it is. Ooh. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be terrible at this. Uh, I don't know. Question one. Bison. In the tournament or not? Yes. No. The bison are in the tournament. Yeah. Howard University bison. I thought it was... Isn't University of Buffalo also the bison? The, Wait, Howard you know, Howard's in D.C.? That's correct. How many bison do you see in D.C.? I don't know. You were the one who was there recently. <laughs> Not really? Huh. I saw three. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, blue hens. <laughs> because it's so ridiculous. Oh, wait. You go first. Yeah, I don't think the blue hens are in it this year. Oh, because it's such a ridiculous mascot. Yeah. I'll say they are. Yeah. They are not. Do you know what school uh, it is? I can't think of what school it is. Kansas State. Delaware. Oh! Delaware. Sorry, Joe. I believe our president was a blue hen. <laughs> How about the owls? I know this, I know a school that has owls. I just don't know if they're in the tournament or not. I'm going to say... Oh, you go first. Sorry. Yeah, they're in. I'm saying the temple owls are not in. The temple owls are not in. But the Florida Atlantic and Kennesaw State Owls. Heck oh, yeah. man. I Double whammy. I, I have three friends at those schools. <laughs> Don't I get a half point for knowing that Temple were the Owls? No. What are you talking about? They weren't in it. Oh, man. So I was right. You said the Temple Owls are not in it. You right. Was correct. So was you can't correct. just pick whatever school you want. <laughs> I just asked you if Owls were in it. <laughs> How about the Golden Eagles? The Golden Eagles, the Ferndale Golden Eagles. That's right. I think they did make it the tournament this year. Did they? I think so. They did not. The Golden Eagles are in. Oh, two to two. Times two. What schools are the Golden Eagles? It's not Ferndale? It's not Ferndale. Hmm. I think the Golden Eagles are uh, North Dakota. Middle Tennessee State. Marquette and Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts had a collection of Golden Eagles. Oh, really? Yes. Banana slugs. 
they're not in the they're tournament. They're not in the tournament. Banana slugs from UC Santa Cruz. That's right. Are not in this year. Maybe one of the greatest mascots, period. That's yeah, a great name. Yeah. Pretty, I mean the gooey ducks are pretty good pretty good though too. They are. They are. That's a good name. That is a good name. Yeah. Yeah. Billikins. What the heck is a billikin? It's a cross between a pelican and a, and a pelican. And a billy goat. <laughs> billy goat and a pelican. <laughs> <laughs> They're in. No, they're not. The University of St. Louis Billikens are not in. Oh, I thought they were going to be. This was going to be their year. <laughs> How about the antelope? Ooh, that's a good mascot. The lopes. The antelopes. I've never heard of a school with antelopes as mascots. Oklahoma Christian. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm saying no. <laughs> I'm saying yes. The Grand Canyon antelopes are really? indeed in the tournament. Wow. <laughs> a lot of Whatcom County folk go to Grand Canyon. They do, but how many antelopes are there in the Grand Canyon? Uh, About the same number of bison in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So three. They're, well, they were, but then they fell in and no longer. <laughs> they, tried, they, <laughs> they, they tried to relocate them there. Right. But, uh, it didn't work so well. Yeah. How about the Aggies? Am I going to get stuck with this? This is the whole temple thing all over again. <laughs> there can't be more than one Aggie. There is. The Aggies are in the tournament. They're in the tournament. How many are in the tournament? Yeah, oh, there's geez. a question. Two. There are two Aggies yes. in the tournament. Texas A&M. We know them. Yeah, that's a. There's another Aggie. Side. There's another Aggie. Who is it? Utah State. Utah State's an Aggie. I guess so. Is what that is a? It? What is an Aggie? It's an agate. It's a, the. It's the rock. You know, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, yeah. just a cool name. I for think the it's rock. probably just like referring to the school as agricultural schools, but I don't, I don't know. No, could be. I don't know. How about the Grizzlies? Montana, Montana State is Montana or Montana State University of Montana Grizzlies. Yeah, Montana State. I don't know when Montana State is. I, there's got to be another Grizzlies in it. I'm saying yes. Yeah, I, I, you know, since you said yes, I'll say no. Grizzlies are not in it. Montana State Bobcats are. Oh, oh so Montana the Bobcats. State. Right. Yeah. Poor Grizz. Uh, Gales. Oh, they oh. are. For sure. Yes, absolutely. Only because he is so confident. But do you know the school? I, I, I've heard it. St. Mary's. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Moraga, California. What if I told you there was another one? No way. I wouldn't believe you. Well, there is. <laughs> of course there is. People need to be original. <laughs> The Iona Gales are also in the tournament. Is it spelled differently? Is it the G-A-L-E-S and the G-A-E-L-S? Oh, the winds. Right. Right. Uh-huh. The Gales. <laughs> Wolfpack. Ooh, Reno. Go Wolfpack. They're in. North Carolina State. They're in. They're both in. Two, Whoa! Two Wolfpack. I didn't keep score. You both did well. I think Chris we beat me. Well. But I, I, I'm surprised you didn't include the Paladins. I didn't, only because earlier today they were highly publicized. They were. Are there two Paladins in the tournament? Uh, I think there was a no. Theme. That's why. The Furman Paladins. I don't know what a Paladin is. I know what a Paladrome is, but not a Paladin. A Paladin... Sounds like a... Like a it's ma- like a magician dinosaur or something. thing. Or not something. A, like a magician. <laughs> It's like a reptile. The Furman Reptiles. Well, by the time you listen to this, spoiler alert, the (laughs) Furman Paladins were victorious in their first round game today.
always, thanks to our sponsor, Robinson and Cole Attorneys. To reach the show, check out our Facebook page or email the show at whatcomedadspodcast at gmail.com. The dads are aiming to record one show a month. To make sure you don't miss one, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Three, two, one. I don't know if Mark's laughing or crying. <laughs> what do you call two birds who stick together? I don't know. Velcros. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good one. Go ahead. Do you know what kind of car a chicken drives? Some kind of coupe. A yokes wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I like coupe better. Yeah, 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 well yeah. Well done. Well done. What pronouns did Michael Jackson use? I don't know. He he.